This is Bucks Breakfast. Let's take a closer look then at today's front pages. Jonathan, where would you like to start? Well, for once, can we start with a political thing? Normally we sort of say, yeah, these are the headlines and uh, next. But um, there's something else going on, apart from this report by the Committee of MPs, which is on every single front page. Mm. Uh, But uh, there's something else going on down the side of it, which refers back to something from yesterday. As Kwasi Kwarteng uh, said over the weekend uh, on the television that he was in talks with Rishi Sunak's office. And Rishi Sunak's office uh, came straight back and said no he isn't Mm. and and he does make things up in TV interviews they said that Uh, so you can imagine the behind the scenes discussions that are going on and um, it's uh, creeping in at the sides of the front pages so the Guardian have number 10 backs Kwarteng in cabinet spat with Sunak but they mention in in this article that um, he's uh, submitted a formal request to the Treasury for help but he did that yesterday Mm. after it had all uh, um, blown up. Uh, Other uh, papers are also reporting that but sort of it's been pushed to one side slightly, which is a shame because otherwise in in another world where this uh, report came out tomorrow rather than today uh, this would probably be a massive story. The Guardian of course are going big for it because they're a left wing paper. Uh, The the Eye have have also gone for it and interestingly uh, the Eye have uh, succumbed to the lure of the excuse Exclusive. <laughs> now, you know my views on the word exclusive, so I'm not going to go into that. But what the eye is saying is Treasury's public attack on Cabinet Minister, yeah, he, he makes things up in interviews, was Sunak power play, yes. according to the eye. Yes. In other words, it's got nothing to do with Kwasi saying It's Rishi Sunak's office saying we're in charge. Yes, yes. And uh, I picked up on the same story in The Times. And that was my take as well. This is uh, the papers or the journalists... Um, deciding whether they're going to back Boris or whether they're going to back the Treasury. And the Times have weighed in behind Boris and they've they've basically spun it that, you know, Boris has come in and he's saved the day for businesses and he's he's, he's, uh, overruled the Treasury. Um, So we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how much money the Treasury will put to support these uh, uh, energy-intensive businesses because, you know, British Steel glass making, uh, the making of chemicals which are used right across industry in food processing. You know, the knock-on effects are absolutely enormous. So uh, the Treasury is going to need to find some money from somewhere. Mm, yeah, so shall we leave that to one side and move on? Because Let's. otherwise we could talk about that for the next 10 minutes, couldn't we? Um, there are one or two other things in the papers. Just not actually all that many. If you leave to one side this uh, little cabinet argument and the uh, committee of MPs being rather critical of the government's handling of the start of uh, COVID, there's not actually a lot left. <laughs> well, I found one in the Guardian, um, oh, which on, is uh, it's inside G2 today. It's a, a more light-hearted uh, commentary piece, and the headline says: "Work less, live more: the rise of the time millionaires." And uh, I think, you know, the way things are going, a lot of people are starting to think, how can I be more efficient with my time? You know, working from home, yeah, that's one thing. It's enabled a lot of people to find a better work-life balance. It hasn't worked for everybody, but um, there's talk of three-day weeks in other parts of Europe, and, you know, maybe that's something that we'll be talking about in a few weeks' time. Who knows? But the rise of the time millionaires just gives you another way of 
thinking about how we live our lives and what we do with our time. Mm, yeah, I've never heard that uh, expression before, but I can sort of see the value in it. Yes, de definitely. It's um, more important now to have time than it is to have a lot of money. Yes, maybe. yes, yes. A mm, couple of interesting things on the FT. First off, Data Watch. Now, we like Data Watch because mm. it says an awful lot of things in one little chart straight from somebody's PowerPoint presentation. Uh, but uh, they've uh, revived a word from the 70s, stagflation. Oh, Yes, uh, and apparently it's made a comeback. Uh, the The chart is the number of Google searches in the UK for the word stagflation. And um, 2007, it sort of reached a little bit of a peak, and then it's been sort of gradually declining right up until very recently, where it's gone sky high. Yeah. So just the number of people with that word in their minds is what that chart is saying. And that does actually show something, doesn't yeah, it? Yes, it does, yeah. Um, turning to the metro next uh, they've got this um uh the the uh the covid report on the on the main headline they call it the biggest public health failure in history which is uh, pretty damning pretty strong words there um but also uh, across the bottom they've got prince charles saying i can sympathize with the eco mobs so prince charles you know starting to be a bit more opinionated i'm not sure you know, I'm not sure the eco mobs get a lot of sympathy from the public because of the way they go about their campaigning. But uh, Charles says he can sympathise with them. So uh, mm. that's one to watch as well. Yes, well, he's always been sort of green before he was even called that, hasn't he? Yes, doesn't he say his, um, his Bentley runs on cheese and wine? <laughs> <laughs> he did say some, something like that, or wasn't it an Aston Martin rather than... Oh, it Bentley? might have been, anyway, yes, yes. Um, I'm not quite sure how that works. I suspect he may have been speaking metaphorically. But yes. uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, the the Daily Telegraph have got um, the uh, Committee uh, of MPs report, but it's down the bottom in one of the little paragraphs, and their main story, their picture seems to be an author called Sally Rooney. Mm. Apparently she wrote a, a book called Normal People, um, has refused to have her latest novel translated into Hebrew because of her views on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Wow. Hmm, OK. So either um, she, she's um, uh, using it for publicity, in which case it's worked because she's got her picture on the front page of The Telegraph, or she actually really means it and uh, she's got some very high principles or maybe a combination of both. Yeah, yeah. Um, also on The Telegraph, their main headline, social care tax must double to tackle crisis. So we're going back to um, to last week's crisis now. Um, and of course, uh, we'd already had the announcement about uh, national insurance going up next April. Um, originally, that was said to pay for social care, but no, that's now going to pay for the NHS backlog, which has built up over the last 18 months. Then last week we heard that local councils would be raising council tax to pay for social care. Um, and now the Institute for Fiscal Studies has weighed in and said, no, 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 even that's not enough. We're going to have to raise taxes even more uh, to, to pay for social care in the future. So um, I think, you know, I think we've only started to feel the squeeze. I've got a horrible feeling it's going to get uh, quite a bit worse. Mm, which, um, bizarrely, makes me feel sorry for people in government. Because yeah. everything they announce, everything they do, everything they say, 
uh, somebody is going to say, no, we need more. Yes, yes. Every single person, every single message they get must be, we need more money. Yes, yes. Anyway, mo- moving on to the front of the Times. Um, and uh, this this lady, Professor Elena Rodriguez Falcon, is the chief executive of the New Model Institute for Technology and Engineering in mm, Hereford. Mm. Now, the word engineering is in the title, but she doesn't like the word engineer. She thinks uh, it should be called something different because it's been uh, devalued. She doesn't quite say that, but almost. We already lost the title engineer to people who fix TVs, washing machines, cars, the boiler. Important jobs, but not engineering jobs. So she's suggesting the word ingeniator. (laughs) (laughs) Somehow I think, you know, good idea though that is, and I can see the reasoning. I'm not sure that just suggesting a word is enough. They need to I'm get not s- sure how, how you get a word into um, uh, common usage, surely, is to just start using it. You can't say, let's all use this word, because people won't. No, no, they need to get Susie Dent in on this campaign, don't they, to help them find a new word and, and get it into the public consciousness. Funny you should mention Susie Dent, mm. because she's on the front of the eye, but she's talking about the language of love. <laughs> okay. L-U-R-R-V-E Before we come Um, on to that I just want to I've got a comment on this this story actually Um, and uh, Professor Elena is is saying you know this word engineers has been devalued because we we use it for people who fix TVs washing machines cars and the Mm. boiler but Fixing those things is very, very important, especially in this day and age when we're talking about repairing, renewing, uh, recycling and so on. So these are important jobs. And Mm, it reminds me, actually, of the HGV drivers, um, because they've not really been in the public consciousness until now. None of us as consumers have really noticed the terrible working conditions that they have, the horrible truck stops, the, 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 the places that aren't very safe to stop overnight, you know, the long hours and so on. And we need to value these jobs a bit more. And I'll just remind you again of the Twitter feed from a lorry driver from a couple of weeks ago who live tweeted all the way through his shift and it was a real eye-opener. Um, and I think the same can probably be said for many, many engineers. Mm. Well, the professor is very quick to say she's not running down those jobs. No. Those are very important jobs. Mm. So uh, I think she's more saying that we've just changed the definition of engineer. Mm. So we need a new word to to use instead of what we used to call engineer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. But anyway, Susie Dent, the language of love, um, she's posing the question on the front of the eye, are you an apticock or a gongoozler? Ooh. Pick one, either one, it doesn't matter because you have to turn to page 21 of the eye to find out what both of those mean. So it could be anything. I think you're a gongoozler. Mm, I've always thought of myself as more of an apticock. Have but, you? Um, right, OK. Yeah. Shall we not go into that? <laughs> Let's not. Last one from me is also from the front page of the Times, and it's inside. It's James Marriott, and he's looking at the best and worst novels by politicians, yes, including Boris's. <laughs> and finally from me, very briefly, the star, of course. Apart from their habitual picture of aliens, uh, we've got uh, a front page story on the star uh, about ketchup bottles. This, uh, I think he's picking up on an interview with the, the head of uh, Kraft from over the weekend. Uh, but Heinz, according to the star, want to replace c- 
plastic ketchup bottles with glass ones, but customers don't like slapping them on the bottom to get the last drop out. <laughs> That's probably the phrase that appealed to the star, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes, it is. What next, says the star? Milk in bottles delivered on electric floats. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Like Lovely. It. And those are today's front pages. Thank you, sir. This is Bucks Breakfast.